What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Jerry Alicia. And your girl, Alicia J. And this is the Journey to Motherhood podcast. Y'all, we are so excited that you guys are here with us and that we are doing season two of this podcast. If you checked out the trailer, you know, I got a new co-host, got a new intro. It's just a lot of new stuff going on with this podcast this season. So I'm super excited that Alicia is here with us. So Alicia. Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So infertility, when you found out, uh, when you went to the doctor and found out that you were going to have some issues, how did you feel? Like, take us through that process, like, a, a little in more in-depth. Oh, child. Uh, girl, <laughs> you going to make me dredge up some feelings that I done, done suppressed and prayed about and given over to Jesus. Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> so, yeah, but... You know, it it's it depends on like for me, as y'all know from the intro, when I went to the doctor and I was told, hey, you can't have any babies. It was kind of like, well, Lord, because I was 34 at the time. So I was like, mm -hmm. why in the world? How how is it even possible? First of all, that I am going through this. I'm 34 years old. I'm not old. Like my grandmother was having babies in her 40s. So like what is going on? Like most of my cousins. They were in their 40s still having babies. So I was like, clearly my genes are bomb. So, you know, we're going to have this baby. <laughs> and, um, you know, still dating out in these streets, trying to find a husband or, you know, be found by my husband or whatever. But, you know, putting myself actively putting myself out there. So not being that Christian woman that just kind of sits in the house and like, you know, the Lord is going to bring the pizza man and he's going to be my husband. Oh my God. Um, but you, you, I mean, women do that. They, they, they this, honestly this just feel true. like you can't put any work in. You don't have to put a little work in, girl. You got to put a, put a little work in. You got to put on a little mascara, a little lipstick, you know, put a cute little dress on and be out here in these streets, even in a mask. You might not know you, you might be um, at the Kroger with your mask on. Your husband might be like, the Lord told me. But, you know, sometimes <laughs> that could be really, really creepy. But I totally digress. Um, but yeah, so, you know, being in that space of I'm 34 years old, I should be able to have a baby, like this shouldn't be an issue. And to be told that this is now an issue, and it's a significant issue. Um, because not only is it just you, like, I'm not dealing with issue. Well, I have fibroids in my uterus as well. But not only am I dealing with that, but it's literally like your egg count is 0. 0. 0.0 three. Oh, wow. Point zero three. Right. So, <laughs> um, and I think like the, you have to have like a one, I think it's like one, at least one in order for there to be like viable, something viable. Um, according to the doctors, of course, I'm living by faith, walking by faith, not by sight, but to be told that, like I, when my doctor called me because I have a personal relationship with my doctor, she's a Christian woman and she was heartbroken when she had to call mm. me with that information. And that was the, um, by the way, that's the AMH number that they're basing it off of. Now, mind you, I did some research and, you know, there are studies that show the AMH number is typically the number that will tell you whether or not your egg reserve is high or low, but it's not the end all be all. And, um, you know, I, I confirmed it with my, I, I went to Martin Fertility and tried to partner up with them and I actually took the test myself and, got the same results. And this was more recently, but, you know, during that 2018, 2019 period when I was trying to freeze my eggs, cause I was like, 
Lord, you know, I'm praying over my womb every day. I was like, Lord, I know I saw your vision correctly. I know I heard you correctly. I know I heard your word. So this must be it. This is going to be it. I'm praying over my womb. I'm touching for and believing for your healing. I believe like these eggs are going to come from somewhere. I don't know, but we're going to have this baby. And I'm again, I'm having these prayers and no husband. So it's like, it's like, it's almost like I was putting the, the cart before the horse. But I'm like, I'm believing for that, too. So, you know, that, those were my prayers, like, send my husband. So I'm dating these men, trying to, you know, find a viable one. And it's like, it's always one thing that just was kind of off about them that I knew I couldn't live with. So I was like, no, that's not it. He's not it. So, you but know, wait, going, wait, wait, you're trying to find a viable man and a viable egg at the same time. Exactly. Girl, okay. do you know how how <laughs> to, how worn out I was? And not to mention, I was still doing makeup, my radio show, praise and worship, full time job. And then I lost my job in the midst of <laughs> learning. Yeah. Learning all of this. Lost my job. So, you know, it was like, OK, so now I have no job. I'm trying to figure out what to do with my whole egg, my whole egg life. Then my father got diagnosed with cancer around the same time. So I'm dealing with that. And then my brother lost his job. So it was almost like, okay, (laughs) when it rains, it pours. It was a lot to deal with emotionally. And I put off doing my egg extraction so that we could take care of my dad first. Like I wanted to make sure that my dad was good. And then you know, we went through the process of doing the egg extraction. And I remember the Sunday, it was a Sunday that I went. So for those of you who don't know, the process of doing egg freezing, what they do is they, um, they put together your your hormone cocktail is what I want to call it, because it is literally a cocktail. And you go pick up your hormones, you get these instructions on how to inject them, and you have to inject them in your belly, and you have to do it like, four times a day, depending on what your you know regimen is. And then at the end of that week, you go back to the doctor, you do an ultrasound, and then they tell you whether or not they found some eggs. And if they found eggs, then they'll extract them. So I'm waking up every morning. And actually, it was a blessing that I was unemployed during this time because I was an emotional wreck. And I probably would not have been able to focus being at work, having to do all, all of this. So in, in hindsight, it was definitely a blessing in disguise. And it, you know that scripture, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good of them who love mm-hmm. him and are called according to his purpose. So this actually was a very, a very good time for all of this to happen. So even though it seemed very inconvenient for my life, it was actually convenient. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you, the Lord will, will definitely, you know, reveal things to you in time. But yeah, so in the midst of that, uh, that sun- I had to go to my ultrasound appointment that Sunday to let me know whether or not there would be eggs to extract. So I'm watching, you know, the the nurse very closely as she's taking the ultrasound to kind of see how her face is. And, you know, I've been told for several years that they couldn't see my right ovary, like they were having a hard time seeing the right ovary. And I'm, I'm like, but the right ovary, usually that's the mo- most painful ovary that I feel. Like I always feel something going on on the right side. So I'm like, I don't understand how y'all keep saying y'all can't see it, but I can feel it. And right. I know what I'm feeling and don't be trying to sit here and make me feel like I'm a liar. But I'm telling you, this is what I feel. And I, I got mad one time at the emergency room because um, the nurse was looking at me like, 
I was lying when I said I feel most of my pain on the right side. And she was like, well, we can't find the ovary. I'm like, I don't care what you can or cannot find. I'm telling you what I'm feeling. And so, you know, right. I had to get my whole life together because she, she had made me mad. But anyway, uh-uh. uh, so, <laughs> so the nurse was, you know, I, I, I finished my ultrasound appointment that Sunday. And, you know, my parents have been very um, supportive this entire time. And I think that makes it very important to have like that village that supports somebody to love on you and to hug on you and just to have that kind of support. But I remember that Sunday and getting the phone call and leaving church service. And she was like, basically her words were exactly this. We are canceling your cycle. We Mm. did not find any eggs. And I just lost it. I went to, I didn't care who saw me. I went to the altar and I bawled my eyes out and my parents just came and hugged me. And my parents are pastors. So, you know, they were very concerned with how I was feeling about this because they knew this was a desire of mine since Mm -hmm. I was younger. And so, um, you know, they, they, you know, surrounded me and, and made sure I was okay. At that time, it just felt like God didn't hear my prayer. It felt like God was just so far away. Like I had prayed and prayed and prayed and it's been prophesied and, you know, and so I just thought at the time that this was the way that God wanted it to happen. And, you know, even though I consulted with God and, you know, I was like, well, we're going to go down this road. And um, my feelings were hurt. I was hurt. I was big hurt and I cried. And then not only that, the hormones that you take to trigger your eggs and get, you know, their follicles moving and your eggs moving. It's a lot of hormones that you are literally injecting yourself with. And so to Mm -hmm. come from doing that all at one time for one week and then just coming completely off of it, my emotions were all over the place. Let me tell you, your girl was depressed. Your girl was just, uh, a hot mess. If you ever seen a hot mess, I was a hot mess. Okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, I wasn't su- suicidal, but I was to the point where I just didn't care. And I remember yeah. one day I literally just got in my car and just drove. And it was, I had woken up, um, that morning to a notification from Coca-Cola. Cause again, remember I was unemployed. And I just knew that that job was mine. And it was like the, it was like maybe the, the fifth or sixth rejection letter I had gotten at that point. And so when I woke up mm. and Coca-Cola sent me an email saying we regret it, I woke up and I was just like, what's, what's the point? What's the point of living? Like, I'm so, um, I can't, I need to go. I need to just get up. And so I got up and I started just throwing stuff in a bag, like not even caring what I was throwing in the bag. It was just something was going in the bag and I was just going to be in my car and start driving. Like literally this was my, my thoughts, like nothing else mattered in life that day. And I contacted my cousin cause I remember she lived in Charlotte or near Charlotte. And so I was like, cuz can I come over? And she didn't answer me quick enough. And so I contacted another friend and she was like, yeah, you can come through and whatever. And so while I'm driving down the interstate, and at the time I was dating this guy, and it was around Valentine's Day, and we were supposed to go and do something. He was saying that we couldn't go because he needed to move the couches that I, by the way, kind of hooked him up with. And he, the only day he could get the couches was the day that we were supposed to do something. And so I was highly upset because he knew it was a big day for me. But then at the same time, 
it was hard for him because it was like the anniversary of his cousin's passing. And so every Valentine's Day, he just kind of shuts down. And so, you Mm. know, this was our first year dating. So I didn't really know much about him. And so this was my first time dealing with this with him. And so I could barely deal with my own emotions, but having to deal with yours too was a lot. And, (laughs) um, and not only that, he always said he doesn't like being with women who are emotional. And I was like, well, I'm not quite sure what woman you're going to be with that don't have no emotions, but uh, good luck with that. So, (laughs) like, bruh. So that should have been like a red flag, but you know, when you're girl, when when you're, when you're desperate, women, we date what we, what we can find, right? So I was just kind of like, okay. And, you know, in my mind, I thought he would get better um, because, you know, he was a minister of the gospel and I was trying to, you know, justify a whole bunch of things. But anyway, getting back to my trip to North Carolina, and I remember calling my brother, and I was bawling all the way from Georgia all the way to North Carolina. And I talked to my brother, and I talked to my godmother, and I did not call my parents because I didn't want to burden them, and I didn't want them to be worried. And when I say I cried, like, my eyes did not stop watering. I boohoo cried. I don't even know. It is by the grace of God that I made it from point A to point B because that's how much I was crying. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I couldn't see the road. That's how bad I was crying. Oh, so you were crying. crying. I was crying, crying, like hyperventilating. I'm at the gas pump, hyperventilating and crying. Like it is horrible. (laughs) It was was horrible. It was horrible. So I'm telling you, angels were watching over me. So I get to, to North Carolina get to my friend's house. And so, you know, I'm coming to North Carolina to vent, to um, decompress, to get some peace. So my friend is also going through trials at the time and she had just lost her job. And so she starts admitting to me and I'm like, Lord, you know, I don't mind being And while we're on the phone. You probably hear my little fan because I'm having a hot flash. I told you I'm peri- perimenopausal, but uh <laughs> It's all I, said, good. <laughs> I said, Lord, I came up here to get relief. I can't take on her burden. And it's not that I didn't want to be there for her. I needed to be there for myself. And I couldn't be there for for her and be there for myself, too. And so it was really, right. really hard for me to get that peace that I was looking for. Um, but once I got with my cousin, I ended up spending the night with my cousin and just spending time with them. And so it ended up being you know, really good time to spend with my family. I got to see my other cousin as well. And so, um, and then I could have stayed. I should have just stayed in North Carolina. Um, But I came back because, you know, I, in my mind, I thought I was still going to be going out with, with the guy I was dating. And um, of course that's, that didn't happen. And so um, I wish I had stayed in North Carolina a couple more days and just kind of chilled out. But yeah, it was a rough, rough period. It was nothing easy about that time. Um, I, I fell into depression. I had to pray myself out of that, that hole. And it took a month. It took about a month to get out of that place, to get my mind right on God and to just get to a place where I was more stable. Not only that, the hormones and then, you know, not feeling like myself, I gained a whole lot of weight. Um, Mm. I'm a petite young lady. And so typically I try to stay within a certain range and I had gained like 30, 30 plus pounds. No, for me. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that feels like 200 pounds because I'm, I'm normally super small. And so 
you know, I'm and again, you know, this is just my normal build. So, <laughs> so I can't speak for everyone else, but it does. It causes you to gain weight because of the hormones. And so, you know, it wasn't coming off and I was getting depressed about that because the weight just wasn't moving. And I was like, I'm trying everything. And, but then at the same time, I'm eating a whole pizza by myself, you know, in the middle of the night, you know, so I wasn't well, helping myself. That didn't help. No, <laughs> none at all, honey. None. Oh my goodness. That's a lot to go through all at one time. It was, um, it was. I did that. I just want to go back to when you said um, your friend, she was going through her own stuff and she kind of tried to lean on you and you were like, I can't, I can't do this. That's okay. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. as we want to be nurturers, even to other women. And so we'll put our feelings on the back burner and then we'll be all messed up inside, but then they need our help. So we'll try to help them, but we don't get the help they need. It's okay. If your friend going through something, but you, you know, you're having one of your days, it's okay to be like, you know what? I can't, I literally don't have the emotional capacity to do this right now. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to mm-hmm. get to a point where we say it's okay. You can't be everything for everybody. And one of my nope. mentors always tells me, you can't pour what you don't have. Exactly. Um, and then you didn't have it. And it's all you good. Can. You really can't. You can't. Because if you try to do that, then you're, you're at a deficit. And you're already going through stuff. So that's just going to make it even worse. We can't. Mm-hmm. No, we, we have to stop doing that. Um, For real, for real. We really have to stop doing right. that. Um, and it's the, like... Like he said, you know, you have to give from your overflow. You can't give from an empty cup. Right. So most people don't know, but I actually took a year off of womb prep prior to last season. Um, I wasn't doing much with womb prep because I was just like, Lord, this is a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I can't out mm-hmm. say these people like because uh, I, I don't feel faithful right now. So I don't want to be fake uh, and try to, you know, minister to people like that. Like, I had to take like a year off because I was just like, Lord, I don't, I don't got it. Like, I don't even know what you want me to do right now. I'm not trying to give nothing I don't have. So here we are. Um, exactly. What, what, what and I be and I I be looking at people who are like, yes, I'm Superwoman, I can do it all. I'm Beyonce. I'm like Beyonce got like four nannies. She got an assistant. She got, like she got a PR. She got a manager. She got a, a financial. She got everything. Like boo, any woman who says that you can do it all, they got help. Just saying, they got help. If you try to do everything by yourself, boo, you are going to wear yourself thin. You cannot do everything. It is impossible. And not to say that it's not like, please don't like take that as me saying, don't live your dreams, but pace yourself. Don't overwhelm yourself. Like right now I'm overwhelmed. And so I'm trying to figure out what I can dump off of my plate. And I had such big dreams to like do do some more makeup classes later on this year. But I was like, nah, rest of 2020, we just going to chill out. I'm going to go ahead and make my calendar for 2021. We'll pick up the classes next year. Because like you said, you know, when you get overwhelmed, it's okay to, to sit something down and then pick it back up. Just And it, it, it sounds so simple, but for mm-hmm. us, it's so hard. Especially if you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you're trying to have a baby, you got a husband, you got family, you mm-hmm. got other and all that at one time is a lot um mm-hmm. and I know a lot of women feel like that but just know that it's okay it's okay to say no 
Mm-hmm. It's okay not to know. It's okay to shut off your phone, shut off mm-hmm. social media, shut off the TV. It's okay. Give your brain and your body a break. Absolutely. And take, take it because rest is important. It is very important. And I have friends now that are married with kids that are like, look, I told my husband I need a staycation. We need to be able to, um, you know, just kind of get away. And then I need to get away by myself. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah. you have to make that known. You've got to vocalize that. And it's OK, married people. You know, sometimes y'all y'all take a vacation together and then y'all have like a few moments apart. You know, you should have friends outside of each other. I, I'm a strong believer in that. Um, that I will take me Yes, absolutely. Right there will save your marriage. Get you some friends outside of your spouse. Now, and that's not to say that you don't love your spouse, but your spouse should not be your God. Your spouse should not be your only friend. Um, There's a whole world outside of being married, but that's that's a whole nother topic. I'm not even topic. I'm not about to get into that because that that's a that's a show all by itself. But I, I like it. How you, it really is like for real. Um, mm-hmm. But I like how you said like I didn't have it, and that's so that's so key for us to understand. And sometimes we even have to understand when we need to take a break from the trying journey because a lot of us will try, 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 mm-hmm. try, try, yes, try, 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 try until we ain't got no try love. That's that's not the will of God, um, number one, because um, God did. So for us, God is allowing us on this journey. This journey is not a surprise to him. He's, he's not, not taken away by the fact that we don't have kids yet. There's nothing surprising about this journey. But the fact of the matter is God isn't allowing us on this journey just for us to burn out. That's not that's not the purpose. Um, mm-hmm. There is purpose in the journey, but that's not it. Um, it's not God's will for us, for us to move further away from him on this journey. That's, that's actually moving backwards. Cause even though this journey is hard, it's confusing, it's heartbreaking. No one is saying that it's not. God has given us that. He, he told us that sometimes in this life, you're going to have heartbreak, but the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is even in the heartbreak, within the heartbreak, we still have to recognize that God has a plan. We still have Absolutely. to recognize that the point of the heartbreak is not to break us. Um, God doesn't want broken vessels. Um, and so we have to get to a point where when we find ourselves in, in a space or in a place where we're overwhelmed, we're depressed, you know, we're suicidal and all these things, we have to get to a point where, okay, I need to take a pause because mm-hmm. this is not it. Mm-hmm. So I need to I need to get back to the father, because when we start feeling those things, that's how you know that you've gotten away from God. When you start mm-hmm. feeling when you start feeling suicidal, when you start feeling like this life is just isn't worth it because, you know, you don't have this or that. then that's how you know that you, you strayed away from God. And so mm-hmm. you have to get to a point where you self-recognize, OK, I'm straight a little bit. This is not where God wants me to be. So let me figure out how to get back to him because apparently he hasn't left ideas. So right. let, me, let me get back there because I'm tripping. Um, and that's what I had to do. Like in my depression state, I was just like, Lord, mm-hmm. I, I, mm, okay, so you're not here in this. I know this mm-hmm. is not you. Your word don't say nothing about any of this. So apparently mm-hmm. I have school. So let me come back. Let me figure this thing out. Um, and I think it's important to understand that 
your heartbreak, it matters, but at the end of the day, it has purpose. Uh, yeah. So when, and we have to change our perspective. And I and I talk about that a lot because that's the that's the one thing that can get me out of a mood is when my perspective changes. Because if you look at infertility, oh, it's bad. Oh, it's the most horrible thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, I hate this. Oh, why am I going through this? If you always take that approach, you will always mm-hmm. be in a mood. Always. Always. You have to learn to be content in whatever season you're in. Um, you know, the scripture that says I can do all things through Christ who sh- gives me strength and strength in Philippians 413 was actually a scripture is it's something that Paul was saying right after he just had like this whole um, dissertation about being content in knowing in season of, of greatness and in season of, of not being so great. Right. And so you've got to get to a place where it's like, okay, Lord, help me to be content in this season. Show me how to get through this season and to be content in what you have me going through in this season, because I know that there's going to be greater on the other side because you're faithful. And if one day um, I just remember just sitting down and just saying, thank you, God. And I literally just, and I remember a sermon my father preached about count your blessings and name them one by one and just saying thank you to God Mm -hmm. for the things that you have. And so when I started saying thank you, I was like, oh my gosh, like, why am I in such turmoil? Why am I just in this place where I'm just so down when I am so blessed? I might not have what I, I really desire, but at the end of the day, I'm well taken care of. Like my God has literally made sure that I'm good. And so, you know, I'm like, let me not sit here and just have a pity party all day long when I need to just rejoice in what I'm ha- what I'm doing because what what this trial is doing me is is distracting me from my purpose, which is to pray for other people. So I can't intercede for other people because I'm too focused on what I'm going through right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, now I'm like, okay, let me shift my shift, my my focus, because now that I'm shifting my focus, I don't have this distraction keeping me from my relationship with God, my quiet time with God, my prayer time so that I can go in for somebody else who's really going through. So because somebody I'm sure somebody else was praying for me so I'm like let me get back on my horse and on my my watch so I can make sure that the person I need to be praying for is being prayed for and you know that that their prayers are being heard as well so it sucks when you're in that place (laughs) like there's no no better way of saying it right it just sucks but that's not where God wants us to be and God gave us emotions. I believe God is like, you know, feel every emotion you want to, but don't you stay there, you know, and I'm here for you. And don't, you know, let the devil trick you into believing that that's where you're going to stay and that you're less than or you'll never come out of this because those are words that Satan will whisper in your ear. Never, less, you know, um, you're horrible, you're bad. Um, Because the word says there's no condemnation for us who are Mm -hmm. believers. And so if you're hearing those things, God is not saying those things to you. That's the enemy. That's why it's so important to have a relationship with God and know scripture. Because when you know scripture, you can be like, ah, no, skirt. That's not what the Lord said. <laughs> the Lord said I, we are above and not beneath. The Lord said I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. The Lord says, you know, 
he answers the prayers of those who are faithful in their in praying. He will do what we ask. If there's two of us, he will do what we ask. You know, so you got to know the scripture for yourself so that you're able to kind of spit that back out and be like, as it is written, just like Jesus did when Satan was testing him. He was like, nah, bruh, as it is written, X, Y, Z. So you got to hit him with that as it is written and keep it moving. <laughs> and that's so key because... Um, and I tell people this all the time. One of the ways to prepare for the baby that God has promised you is to restore that relationship with God. Because mm-hmm. if you got Absolutely. pregnant, right now, if you got pregnant right now and you don't have a relationship with God, you and your baby still gonna be messed up. And That's what true. is the point of that? What is the point of that? There is absolutely no point to go through all of this and still be dysfunctional. That mm-hmm. there's no that there's God is not nowhere in none of that. And so it's so key for us to have a personal relationship with God for ourselves and to know the scripture. Because when we know scripture, when those start thoughts thoughts start coming, we can easily combat them. That's how you know that you haven't been in your word in a while. When when certain thoughts come and you be like, Oh yeah, that's true. No, that's uh-huh. not true. Yes. No. That's, that is yes. Not true. Absolutely. Uh, Cause I can remember, um, back when I was in my really depressed stage, um, it was before I really started reading on infertility and how God dealt with it in the Bible. I just started believing everything. And I was like, wait, that don't even make, like, mm-hmm. after I thought about it, after God showed me some stuff, I was like, this stuff didn't even make sense. Like God, you, you told me that this was going to happen. But then the devil came and said something else and I believed him. My my question is for when we do that, do, do you really believe God? Like for real, for real? Because if you do, then what his word says is what it is. Is that always easy? No, of course not. Um, sometimes it's really hard, but it's necessary to get through this journey in one piece. Absolutely. That's so true. It's so true. You got to know the truth and you got to speak the truth over your life. You got to speak the truth over your life because Satan is the, uh, he is the prince of lies. And so if you know that Satan's the prince of lies, you got to come back with him with the truth. And that is like a huge, huge, huge advantage that we have. I think that's like the the major, like the most major advantage that we have is the word of God. Because in the word of God, God deals with infertility in his book. He deals with heartbreak. He does. He deals with all, everything that we're going through. It may not say specifically, but the subject matter is in the Bible. And so if we're Christians and if we say we're followers of Christ and that we love God, then we should be able to go to his word to see how we're supposed to deal with this stuff. Exactly. He has there. And I I used to say there's a scripture for everything. And there is as old as the Bible is. There is a scripture for everything. And the Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. So like nothing like infertility is not new. Not at all. Loss Mm -hmm. is not new. Heartbreak is not new. None of this Mm -hmm. stuff. is. None of this stuff is taking God by surprise. God is not in heaven looking down like oh no why did that happen to my child no god right, is like no. yeah it happened, but i'm still here i'm still and you're here for you okay right i'm still here and you're going to be okay that's that's Absolutely. god in heaven and so i think we just have to take on a posture 
of knowing that no matter what this life brings, that we're going to be okay. God's word says it. Um, as his children, we're going to be okay. Um, yep. And even if our circumstances don't turn out like we want them to be, we have to understand that if it's not turning out like we thought, there's a purpose for that too. Um, if it's not turning out, right. So if it's not turning out, you know, I didn't conceive by the age 30. That that was mm-hmm. my dream. I, I wanted a kid by age 30. I really wanted it by 25, but I wasn't married yet at 25. We got married when I was 26. So I said, okay, okay. 30. I'll give you that, Lord. Okay, you got that. <laughs> right, like, okay, Lord, you got that. But it didn't happen. And so I had to really come to the realization that it's okay that I didn't conceive a child at the age of 30 because apparently God didn't want me to do that. Apparently he had other stuff <laughs> he for me had doing plans. Exactly. And if I'm being if I'm being real honest, I might have messed up my kid at the age of thirty. So it's probably a good thing that I didn't have a kid back then because I was a little ratchet. Um, <laughs> I asked my husband, I was, I was a little ratchet, but we're not gonna talk about that. We're talking about infertility. Exactly. Um, and so, but God is faithful. That's my whole point. God is faithful. He is because super faithful I, all the time. Yes. Yes. And I tell people all the time, I don't wish this journey on anybody because mm-hmm. it is excruciatingly painful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whether, you, whether you've endured loss, whether you, you've had a failed IVF or whether all you've ever seen negative pregnancy tests, this journey is painful. It but is. here's the thing, as painful as this journey is, it has allowed me to have a close relationship with God. I don't think I would have the type of relationship with God that I have if not for this journey. Because this journey will make you go into prayer like you never have before. This um, is I so true. <laughs> this is so true. That. So like, true. Like you will be praying for real, for real. Yes. If you want to have a prayer life, this journey will cultivate that if you let it. Yes. Yes. There have been nights I'm like, Lord, are you there? Like, for real, for real, are you there? Because I don't know. And just be going in a prayer because I'm like, Lord, I need your help with this because this is is a lot. So, yeah, I don't wish this on anybody. But I'm thankful God loved me so much that even in this journey, he showed up faithful. Um, yeah, and he even- trusts us to to have this journey as well. And so I think that speaks volumes um, to how, you know, you um, as a, a woman of God has been faithful. And, you know, so it, it just definitely is you have to look at it at the, at the other end. You can't just um, be one sided with it. Right. Right. And that that's true because. My relationship with God, I wouldn't trade that for nothing in the world. I, I didn't necessarily want it to have to take all this to get to it. But <laughs> at the end of the day, even with all of that, I'm grateful because I can say I got a real relationship with God. Amen. Like I'm not playing church. I'm not playing holiness. No, like my relationship with God, that's solid. If I don't know nothing else, I know that. And so that's what that's the perspective thing that we're talking about. You have to change your perspective on this journey because if you don't, you will drive yourself crazy. Literally. Absolutely. I don't know about y'all, but I don't have time to go crazy. Like this okay. is much for me to do. <laughs> don't Ain't nobody have time. time for that. I think <laughs> like, you're crazy. <laughs> I think you're crazy. 
Ain't nobody has time for that. Nobody has time for that. Ain't so, nobody time for that. For real, like, it's too much other stuff to be doing. We're in a Absolutely. whole pandemic. Part. Whole oh, pandemic. Right. So we don't got time to be going crazy. Okay. Over infertility. And guys, we're laughing and we're joking, but we're dead serious. There's, we're there's no so serious. There's no time for that. There's, there's no time for that. So if you're feeling like, you know, you're down and you're depressed, number one, we want you to know that we understand. We have both been there probably on more than one occasion, if I'm being correct. Um, so we definitely get it. It's just that for us, we're able to laugh during this journey because we changed our perspective and we've seen God faithful even through all this craziness. So don't think that we're taking this lightly because we definitely don't. If you mm-hmm. follow or Alicia, y'all know we go hard for y'all for real. Like we, okay. we're about our sisters that are trying to conceive. Um, because we're right there with y'all. Right. Um, for those who don't know, Alicia hasn't gotten pregnant. I haven't got pregnant. So we right there. We still on this journey. Right here with we you. Might- <laughs> right. Right, exactly. We might be laughing today and tomorrow we might be crying about something. So we we mm-hmm. get it. Like for real, for real, get it. And so we just want y'all to know that it really will be okay. Um, and I know, especially if you just found out that it's going to be hard for you to conceive, it can feel like the most daunting thing in the whole wide world. I do want you to know that it gets better. It doesn't get perfect. It gets better. It gets um, better. And, yeah. And the way it gets better is by your personal relationship with God. You're going to hear me and her talk about that all season long because that that's the key. That's the glue. Mm-hmm. That's all mm-hmm. we say. That's, mm-hmm. that's it. That's the it. only reason I have not gone crazy is because of my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Because when I was depressed, when my husband couldn't cheer me up, when friends couldn't cheer me up, it was God's grace and his love mm-hmm. that that's it. Um, so it. yeah, we talking about God all during this podcast. This is a Christian podcast, by the way. So there's that. Uh, but we want y'all to know that we definitely understand the struggle. Um, the struggle, we don't take it lightly um, because like, we're, we're right there with you. We're just able to laugh because God has given us joy. And the difference between joy and happiness, happiness is the feeling. Joy is the choice. I choose mm-hmm. to be joyful. Um, I choose to, you know, have joy because number one, it's one of the fruits of the spirit. And as a Christian, Mm -hmm. that's how we should live our lives by the fruit of the spirit. So that's number Mm -hmm. one reason we have joy. But we also have joy because we choose to, we choose to not let these circumstances allow us to be depressed all the time because you know, I don't want to be on nobody medication. I don't want to be walking around suicidal i don't want to be doing all that so i every day i choose joy so that Mm -hmm. i can live a better life yeah it's a choice you have to make that conscious decision on how you're going to feel that day and um even today when i was feeling overwhelmed i was like girl get yourself together you are better than this (laughs) ain't nobody got time for that ain't nobody got time for that you know you got to give yourself a a pep talk you gotta be like girl it's gonna be okay you know it's not the end of the world Get your whole life, okay? All right, boom, bang, tie out. Exactly. You know, Get we walking life. this thing right on out. Exactly. <laughs> Them self talks, like for real, for real. They be, they be real, and they help. Mm-hmm. Um, they do. Really they do. 
Uh, sometimes you just get to like, girl, it's okay. You're going to be okay. You're overreacting at the moment, but it's okay. Go in your corner, go cry, go pray, whatever you got to do, then come back and do what you got to do. So yeah, guys, so this concludes the first episode of the Journey to Motherhood podcast. We absolutely, <laughs> yeah, we absolutely love y'all. We are praying for each and every one of y'all. We want you yes. to know that if you ever need somebody to listen to, to if you need to vent, we are here. Um, that's here why for you. That's why we do this. We don't do this just to hear ourselves talk. We like us, but we don't mm-hmm. do this just for us. We do this for y'all so that y'all can have a safe place to come yes. to vent, to get some encouragement, all that stuff. Alicia, can yes. you just pray us out real quick? I, I feel sure like can. Advice. Yes, absolutely. All right, Abba, we just come before you. God, you are our Father. You are a good, good father, and we just love you. And so we pour out our praise on on tonight, Father God, just to worship you, just to honor you, to glorify your holy and righteous name, God. You created the heavens and the earth. You are Jehovah Sabaoth. You are the Lord of hosts, God. You are the Lord God Almighty. You are Jehovah Sikhanu. You are Jehovah Shalom. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are Elohim. You are Adonai. And Lord, we just thank you, God, because you are amazing to us each and every day. Father God, you do exceedingly and abundantly all we could ask or think on a daily basis. And so God, we give you honor and glory for that. And Lord, we repent of all of our sins for the things that we have said, done, and thought that were displeasing to you. God, we ask that you please forgive us and creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Lord, we thank you for every woman, every man, every child that will listen to this podcast, that is listening to this podcast. God, we pray that you will just Give them a special anointing on today, Father God, to know that they are loved by you unconditionally. Lord, I pray that you will give those who are just struggling to believe, those who are struggling to um, just move forward, Father God, those who feel like they are in depression or those who are having anxiety, God, I pray that you will just lift the burdens off of them, God, that you will replace their sorrow with joy, God, that they will make the choice to be present with you, God, that they will make the decision to walk with you, God, that they will make the decision to believe in your faithfulness, God, in, in their life. God, they will make the decision to know that they will see the goodness of you in the land of the living, Father God. God, give them strength to be patient, Lord Jesus. Be patient and to have courage, Father God, while they are waiting, Lord Jesus. Strengthen them in this season, Father God, as they wait on you. And and Lord, just give them a peace as there's so much uncertainty. Uh, Jehovah Shalom. Lord, we have um, the COVID-19 and, um, you know, civil unrest for African-Americans and black folks. And so, Lord, we know that you are a creator. You are our creator. And you knew that this was going to happen before we were even formed in our mother's womb. But you also, Lord, said that all things work together for the good of them who love this love you and are called according to your purpose. And so God, we know that everything is working for our good. And God, we just pray that we will not be weary and well-doing, but God, that we will continue to press towards the mark of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus, knowing that you are already providing exactly what we need. And Lord, we ask that you will speak to each and every one of us, every mother, Father God, every mother, Father God, 
that is waiting on their blessed baby, Lord, on their blessed child, that you will tell us which way to go, what direction to go in, in order for that child to manifest, that you will wake us up out of our sleep, Lord, to show us where the issue is and what needs to be fixed and what the solution should be, Father God, Lord, so that we will be in your perfect will, Father God, knowing that you will um, provide the promises that you said you would provide. Lord, I pray that you will heal and mend the brokenhearted, Father God, for those women who have lost a child, for those women who have miscarried, for those women who have labored night and day, Father God, praying for their, their children, Lord. I pray that you will just give them peace and strengthen them, Lord, even now, Lord God. Just give them the um, wings that they need in order to fly over the burden that they are feeling. So Lord, I just pray that you will bless their husbands, bless their husbands to be able to be supportive, bless the wives to be supportive of their, of their husbands. Lord, I pray that their husbands will also um, have healing in their hearts as well, Lord God, and give them wisdom, Lord Jesus, in this season to know which way to go. And so God, we thank you for the mothers and the fathers. We thank you for the testimonies that are going to be brought forth, Father God, um, after these podcasts have aired. And so, God, we just thank, give you honor. We give you glory and we give you praise. It's in Jesus' blessed and righteous name that we pray. Amen. 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 So, amen. lady, uh, we just want you to know that, of course, this journey to motherhood is hard. But it's not something that you have to go through yourself. Mm -hmm. If you or anyone that you know um, is currently dealing with infertility, miscarriage or infant loss, and you want to be surrounded by other women that get what you're going through, Womb Prep is always open. Uh, we have a private Facebook group, but we also have a public Facebook page and an Instagram page. You can follow us on the public pages or you can request to be in the private group. All right, y'all. That concludes episode one of season hey. two of the Motherhood Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Yay. So, yeah, we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Be blessed.